Sadiq Karin, welcome to another MMA Monday here for the Funk Report. It's Monday and you know what it means. We talk about MMA and there hasn't been any event this past week to review, which means we have lots of time to jump into the previews, of course. Um, a few things that happened, um, but before we start, of course, I have to mention, we are still not sponsored by Manscaped and it will stay like this until Manscaped sponsors us. So no Manscaped ad ads here in this podcast, you're welcome. So after we recorded the last, last week's podcast, basically right after two things happened. One, Lewis versus Gahn was announced as interim title fight for the World Heavyweight Championship. What? Francis Ngannou was like, what the hell did I do wrong right now? It's been three months since I won my title. Other heavyweights fight like once a year. What the heck? Um, and while I'm not the biggest Francis fan per se, I agree with what the heck. And I thought UFC wants to push Francis, like like negotiation problems or something right now. Then the manager came out and Dana White hating on the manager, of course. Um, Let's me to believe that maybe the UFC is not that high on Francis anymore, but it's the obvious conclusion, right? Because they move on and make like Lewis versus Gahn as the interim title. Must be like a real big letdown for Lewis. I hope he takes this fight serious and not like, oh, it's just Gahn, it's not, it's not Francis, so I can just wing it. Because um, I assume, well, Gahn, of course, is hyped and it's going to be another high-level sparring match, point karate, um, where Gahn just stays on the outside, picks Lewis apart, Lewis gets tired, Gahn picks him more apart, wins 50-45 by decision. So that's my early prediction here for UFC 265. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope home crowd Houston is going to, I don't know, push Lewis to uh, his best fight ever, hopefully. Um, hopefully another knockout would be awesome, of course. Um, he doesn't win by decision and then seeing the gold around Derek Lewis waist would be amazing then finally we could be like Derek Lewis the beast he's okay I hope we can say that um, the second thing that happened was Joe Schilling <laughs> Joe Schilling just like knocking a dude out cold in a bar you I mean you've probably all seen the video so Joe Schilling's in a bar he comes back from whatever toilet wherever he was um, bumps into this dude the dude was on camera before it seemed like an annoying guy but hmm, bumps into him moves past then turns around like it looks like the dude said something to him and then just punches him and just knocks him out cold um, yeah so an MA fighter a trained fighter knocking a random dude out in a bar of course not okay he Joe Schilling came out on social media like yeah so this guy was racist and I know he, he provoked it and blah, blah, blah. And now eventually he even like shared like screenshots from what apparently was a message from the ex-wife of that guy in the bar who said that he's um, a violent guy at home and so on. So he deserves it. But then again, an MMA fighter punching a non-fighter, like in a non-fight setting. I, I mean, I'm not... You can kill a dude, probably. Yeah, you can, he can have like serious damage. I don't know, like Buzz Rutten in an in a interview with, um, I think, was it Submission Radio or whoever Buzz Rutten said this, he was like, first I thought it's not cool what Joe Schilling did, but after seeing the messages from the ex-wife, seeing that this guy definitely deserved it, it puts in a different light. And yeah, maybe it puts in a different light, but still a trained killer, a trained fighter, knocking someone out cold in a bar, I mean... Phew. Why, why not take the wife and or like go to the police or something? But yeah, 
Plus, George Hilling said, I mean, that he's racist and he said racist stuff in the bar that the wife came out afterwards might be convenient right now. But I mean, he didn't know that back then when he punched him, right? I guess. So doesn't really matter because it, it, it didn't affect his decision making. He just decided, I'm going to put this guy down. Yeah, let's see. I still think he's going to have to pay for that um, eventually. I'm not saying he should or he should not, but I think he will. Um, the last thing that happened this week um, that I think is like noteworthy is the Becky, Lu Becky Lynch promo for Conor McGregor, two Irish superstars, last kickers. Um, and I like the man. I like Becky. I liked her in WWE. I don't like that she's with Seth Rollins. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I liked her run in WWE, her last run to the title. It was awesome. Great storytelling, great promos. But this promo, way too scripted, sounds super boring. Her voice just does not... That's not, I don't know, show any excitement. Usually UFC promos are like, yeah, and you're like, yes, I can feel the excitement. The Becky Lynch one is just, she's just reading. It's not, it's not really exciting, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Becky, I'm sorry, don't kick my ass. All right, um, that's all that happened, I think, that I want to talk about, I guess. Let's jump into the preview uh, section of today's podcast. And there will only be a UFC preview because Bellator is the week after one championship is end of july and pfl is gonna start with the playoffs in august so let's jump into ufc 264 and there's a lot to talk about and let's let's start at the bottom and just um make our way up so bottom i just mean like how it's structured in the card no offense towards anyone so the first one that i want to talk about is amari akmedov versus brett tavares on the prelims um, that's where Brett Tavares is right now. Remember when Tavares just came up and like, oh my God, Brett Tavares is really good. Um, I do hope he finds his groove again. I, I kind of like him. Like Brett Tavares is kind of cool. Uh, maybe ever since the Stylebender fight back then, people saw him like as, I don't know, on the losing path or something. I'm not sure. I liked him. I like him. I, I think, didn't he win his last fight in January? I'm not sure. Uh, anyways, I, I, I hoping, I'm hoping for Brett Tavares. Hawaii stand up. Um, so... Taking Brad Tavares here over Omari Ahmedov. Um, yes, then see Jennifer Maya versus Jessica Evil Eye. Um, Jennifer Maya from almost beating Valentina Shevchenko. Um, now to second or third fight on the prelims. That's that's really fast, right, in, in the women's division. Um, yeah, taking Jennifer Maya here. I mean, she looked good in this one round against Valentina. And then um, two rounds. And then Jessica I is Jessica I <laughs> and I don't say I'm not gonna say anything she's gonna hunt me down or something um so Jennifer Maya you go girl you got this we also then have in the prelims uh, Trevin Giles versus Dricus du Plessis and I'm sorry that's the one guy I don't know on the on, on the card so I'm going for Trevin Giles here Trevin Giles um the few times I watched him he looked good and then like he looked good and then ah oh, what and then, but mostly he looked good so I'm, I'm going for Trevin Giles here then the fight that I'm really excited about and I hope you too Ryan Hall back in the picture I think almost the first time in almost a year I think last time was August last year or something um, was it Ilya Topuria maybe Ilya Topuria is someone who doesn't know Ryan Hall and that's why he accepted the fight <laughs> Ryan Hall always like having trouble finding people that accept fights with him so it's Ryan Hall back it's gonna win by ankle lock um, should be fun they should be fun I'm glad Ryan Hall got a, got a fight again uh, the highlight of the prelims 
the natural born killer Carlos Conde back in action versus Max Payne Griffin. This should be fun. That's a great matchmaking right there. Um, I, I, I can never pick against Carlos Conde because it's Carlos Conde. Um, I'm not so. I wouldn't be surprised if Griffin takes it, obviously. But let's go NBK. Let's go. Come on, Carlos Conde, you got this. Yes, old people stand up. This should be fun. It should be a fun bout, like fun back and forth. Lots of blood, lots of pain, lots of violence. Can't wait. Great, great um, ending to the prelims, I believe. The first fight on the main card is gonna be Sean O'Malley versus Chris Moutinho. <laughs> yeah, that was a surprise right after um, his opponent dropped out. Everyone wanted to fight uh, Sugar Sean, and eventually it's someone that no one knows. Like, he makes his debut, I believe, uh, for the UFC. He's nine and four or something, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Chris Moutinho. Charles Sonnen praised him. He's like, he doesn't know him, but he's ready. He was ready. They asked him. He said yes. And so that's how he ended up in the spot. So kudos to Chris Moutinho. But what happened with all the famous guys who called out Sean O'Malley? Like, yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Everybody wanted to fight Sean O'Malley. And in the end, no one gets it. Kind of weird, right? Uh, I mean, got to have to go with Sean O'Malley here. Like more experienced, ranked fighter and so on. Just imagine if he doesn't win against like this newcomer that's not really doesn't have a great record and no one knows. That would be terrible. So um, of course, guess, guessing Sean O'Malley wire highlight knockout, and then you're gonna say again, well, he hasn't fought anyone yet. Hmm. Um, we didn't see uh, for the women's Irene Aldana versus Jana Kunitskaya. Hmm. I'm not sure, to be honest. I thought about it a lot. I'm not sure who I'm going for. It's like. But Jana Kunitskaya, like, I mean, I think she first came into the UFC with the fight against Amanda. Was it her first fight? Not sure, but that, I mean, that's when she just got destroyed, right? Um, but then, I mean, she does look good when she looks good. Same for Irina Dana, though. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's a toss-up for me, to be honest. Maybe it shows that I'm just a casual. Uh, I'm saying Irene Aldana, gut feeling right now, but that, that's really all I can do in this, in this case. I'm going to watch it close. I'm going to be uh, hopefully entertained and may the best woman win. win. Um, then we have Tai Tuasa versus Greg Hardy. Shui time. Woo. My feeling says Greg Hardy is going to bounce back from his first loss. Um... My everything else, emotions, of course, gonna say, Tai Tuivasa, you got this, come on, beat Greg Hardy up. Ah, that should be fun, the slugfest. Oh, Greg Hardy tries to play safe. Huh, could also be the case, right? I hope Tuivasa gets his hands, like, into Greg Hardy's face. <laughs> and then we have Shui Tam afterwards again. Uh, funny how Tai Tuvasa lost like two or three in a row, almost got cut. Be like, oh, then he wins one, and now he's back. Like, and he's like the third fight on the card, like, hmm. like the third from the top, right? The co-main event, and it's the one time where I'm not gonna say may the best man win. Well, I hope the best man is gonna be Wonder Boy, but even if Wonder Boy is not the best man, I don't care. He has to win. Wonder Boy, you got this. Gilbert Burns. Also super nice dude apparently, and usually I like Gilbert Burns, but it's Wonder Boy. Come on, man. 
Wonder Boy needs to hold this title. End of the year, Wonder Boy needs to be the champion. Can we make this happen? Yeah, six months, seven, five months, right? Yeah, come on. End of 2021, beginning 2022, Wonder Boy needs the title. So I hope Wonder Boy goes out, does those takedowns, picks Burns apart, maybe gets him out there at some point and eventually gets the freaking title shot that he deserves again. He already won against Woodley. That majority draw was BS and we all know it. So time for Steven Thompson to one more time shine. The NF NMF needs the UFC belt. I saw a, uh, a comment today, I'm not sure on Facebook or wherever, it said like, if Steven Thompson wins, question, John Morgan is going to ask, hey Dana, so is Steven Thompson going to be next in line for a title shot? And Dana's going to be like, well, let's see how things play out. Uh, we're not matchmaking right now. <laughs> you, you know it. Steven, Wonderboy, you got this. Wonderboy. Just imagine Steven Thompson wins, gets a title shot, and then in front of a live crowd, Tenacious D plays Steven Thompson to the ring. That would be awesome. Tenacious D, Jack Black, make it happen. Steven, win. I don't even care about the main event. I just want Steven Thompson to win this. So, of course, I'm picking Wonderboy. All right. Via Hadouken, by the way. <laughs> All right. Main event, Dustin the Diamond Poirier versus Connor the whiny McGregor, I'm sorry, but he's just whining all the time. So Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. Toss up, right? I mean, is, is it motivated Conor? <laughs> um, uh, angry Dustin, smart Dustin. I hope Dustin Poirier doesn't take it too easy like because last time the leg kicks really like, it made it look easy, right? I hope he doesn't go out and thinks he can do the same thing again. I hope he doesn't fall in McGregor's trap. McGregor, Came out and said, like, first to shoot is a dusty bitch or something like this, right? To shoot for a takedown. I'm sure he wants Dustin to shoot for a takedown so that he can land whatever he prepared, like an overhand right, a knee or whatever, right? They probably drilled this, like, let him shoot and then just knock him out. So let's hope Dustin doesn't go for that. You know, just clinch him up, tripping, trip him uh, to the floor, go for RNC or whatever. Um, but don't don't fall for like I'm just, I'm just gonna shoot and show him. Yeah, don't do the Dustin. Uh, but I, I think Dustin Poirier is just too smart um, in the ring right now to to fall for this. I hope so. I think I think motivated McGregor isn't as motivated as he wants us to believe, and that's why I think that as soon as Dustin hurts him, McGregor's gonna be like, "F this! I don't need to be here." And then Dustin gets him out. So that's my hope, my prediction. I would not be surprised if McGregor, if Dustin goes for a freaking takedown early on, McGregor, I don't know, knocks him out in like 30 seconds or something. Yeah, could also happen. Uh, all right, so those are my predictions. Let me know what, I, what your predictions are. Yeah, shout out. Um, this time, no Bellator this week, no one. Bellator next week, one even after PFL also in August. So let me know, what are your predictions for UFC 260? Why are we at four? Yeah, just let me know. McGregor, Poirier, Stephen Thompson, Gilbert Burns. If you say Gilbert, Gilbert Burns, you're not my friend. <laughs> let me know your predictions for all those fights. I'm looking forward to dis discussing things. Uh, follow and discuss social media at Funkitpod or by email funkitpod at gmail.com. Until then, take care, stay safe, and I'll see and talk to you after the fights. Sorry, Cap. <laughs>